Drew Brees is walking off in the sunset. Drew Brees. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. This is a sad week here in Louisiana. The end of an era is upon us. To the extent of the end, we aren't sure yet. Um, But we very well may have seen Drew Brees play his last game in the black and gold. Um... Obviously, at this, you know, all of the listeners probably watched the game. Um, brutal, brutal, <laughs> and we get into that quite a bit um, in this episode. So that's pretty much uh, we we got Saints. We have a recap of the divisional round, a couple of the the games there, and um, LSU coaching woes. Ryan Nielsen um, sticking with the Saints. That's unfortunate. Um, so we talk about that as well. We do kind of a landscape of the other coaches around the horn. Um, Doug Marone going to Alabama, Urban Meyer going to the Jags, just a couple of things here and there, um, talking about the, the coaches. So this is a lot more of an open discussion podcast than like a structured, structured point by point podcast like we normally do. Um, so yeah. Lots to discuss. Also, um, just on the ticker here, it's um, Tuesday night, so we just got the alert from ESPN that George Springer will no longer be on the Astros moving forward. Um, He's reached a six-year deal with the Jays for $150 million, so... um, I'm. I don't really have my finger on the pulse. I'll, I'll, you know, hand up. You know, I'm not sure if this was such a big surprise. I know Springer has been near and dear to a lot of people's hearts for the Astros. That's just something I wanted to note because we didn't talk about it during the podcast because it happened right after we recorded. So we're we're missing that little bit of news. Um, but other than that, full of football. Matt is back in the studio. He uh, had the cocoa, shook it off. He beat it. Um, and did his quarantine days. So we got myself, Matt, and Gunner in the studio today for this episode. Thank you guys for listening once again, and we surely hope you enjoy. All righty. Starting out 
the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees have been defeated by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. R.I.P. End of an era. End of an era. The Drew Brees Champagne experience. Unofficially, but uh, I mean, at this point, it's, it, it seems like it's already. Yeah. The end. I mean, it's 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 everything that happened uh, Sunday night. Pretty pretty much tells you what you know. Drew Brees' plan is what the Saints' plan is. It's it's um it's time you know not yeah. for I don't want to say for a change, but it's uh Drew Brees is walking off in the sunset. Yeah, change is coming. It could happen. Could happen. Isn't aren't there's already like two coordinators that are leaving already? Like who are the two guys that left already for the Saints? Yeah, well the uh one guy's on offense, one guy's on defense. There's a couple of uh people, in-house people like the uh Terry Fontenot, but I'll I'll get to that in a second. I forget what position. Uh I forget what uh party's in, but uh on on the offensive side of the ball uh, Dan Campbell, the tight end coach, assistant head coach, he is now the next head coach of the Detroit Lions, and thank God he left because obviously he has not t- taught ball ball security this year uh-huh. to his tight ends. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. So well, but yeah, but but Dan Campbell, he he's he's been a head coach before. Uh, he was with the Miami Dolphins, and I think in 2015 when. Um, you know, Joe Philbin got fired. He became the head coach in week six. And, you know, he's 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 been offered many jobs in the past. But, uh, you know, you know, he finally goes to the Lions. And then on the defensive side of the ball, um, Aaron Glenn, who's the secondary coach, um, he's now going to the Lions to become their defensive coordinator. Gotcha. So it, it, it's, it's it, you know, well, we can get to that part later. That's, yeah. Let's get into it. So... The New Orleans Saints. Um, we can do a quick game recap here. Um, it was tough to watch. I mean, uh, it just—it was literally like, and people have been saying it all week. Um, like Drew Brees really gave it his all. Um, it was—he was struggling out there. Like I think he had one pass yeah. over twenty yards. Like one, I think, the whole game. Like, he gave it. He gave it his all. But that's all he had left to give, I was about to and say, that's that's the that's the thing that just if you're a diehard Saints fan, that just crushes you. Yeah, it just yeah. sucks to know that the the last pass that he threw in the Superdome was an interception. An interception, yeah, and yeah. Well, yeah. well actually, well, listening to um to uh, T Bob this morning on off the bench, mm-hmm. ESPN Baton Rouge affiliate, he, <laughs> he was talking about how kind of and and, and I'll, I guess I'll add to this. How after the game he was throwing with his kids, so now his last memory is going to be him completing passes with his kids on the field. Right. Yeah. And the only, really, the only spin zone I can have on this to make to make myself kind of not super duper sad and just disappointed in in that ending is I just imagine that being like like the very like the intro to a movie like Drew Brees busting his last game and it shows him oh, which by the way screw Tom Brady for being a nice guy and going and talking to him and being respectful yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes me so mad because it's like what a what a sportsmanlike thing to do oh, but yeah. like why why couldn't you have been a douche <laughs> but but yeah so like, I just I feel like that's just like the start of a movie where it's like Drew's last game throwing passes to his kids and then like all of a sudden like Flash forward, his kids are playing against each it's, other in the Super Bowl yeah. twenty years from now. Yeah, that's that's the 
Definitely ba- the, the Balin Breeze. And I was about to say that, that kid's story really started with Breeze's Super Bowl when that the yeah. classic image where him holding him holding um him on the uh, stage with the earphones on. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, those are great times for Saints fans for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um just a, a quick recap that that we've been kind of um prepping here so the the biggest takeaway f- that i had it's like this game was obviously nothing like the first two ga- times we played no. tampa bay no not at all um all the pieces that you would expect to be there were just completely non-existent cj gardner johnson like didn't see him at all it didn't he was probably running his mouth but d- that didn't affect the game at all whatsoever yeah demario davis couldn't I, I didn't see him make one play. Trey Hendrickson was back, but he didn't really do much, which he was coming off. I think he was coming off of an injury. Yeah, neck injury. Right. Yeah. Can't guard Mike. I mean, he didn't make a – I didn't think he had a single catch, no. which now, of course, today we find out that he had, like, ripped his leg into shreds to, to play the season. But He wanted to play with Drew Brees right. his final season. Yeah. yeah. And then Jared Cook was absolutely atrocious. So – I'm just glad we didn't have Taysom Hill because he, as many turnovers as we we had, Taysom Hill would have made it even worse, I'm sure. So, well, you also didn't have you also didn't have Latavius Murray either. Yeah, I mean, I know Quan Alexander too. Quan Alexander, Cam Jordan wasn't really a force. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it was all about. You know, none of the none of the players, none of the Saints looked like themselves. Drew Brees didn't look like himself. Right. Also, it's a bummer. The one the one superstar on the field seemingly. Sunday gets injured. What at the, was second quarter? Deontay uh, Harris. Deontay Harris. Yeah, uh, Deontay yeah. Harris, who had a really big game yeah. against the Bears, just was yeah not non-existent. And was was building up a good game. Was building a good game, Sunday. and then yeah. gets hurt. I thought you were about to say the only superstar was Devin White because he was LSU shredding it. LSU and the yeah, Leonard Fournette. Ridiculous. LSU owned the Saints. I mean, yeah. LSU basically played the Saints. Devin White had like eleven tackles after missing last week. Yeah, and then Leonard Fournette. I mean, Leonard Fournette's becoming a better receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of the backfield, it's I mean, weird. He he was like non-existent at the beginning of the season, and they returned and home. Yeah, yeah. I um I said some things, you know, earlier about the uh, predictions and everything. Mm-hmm. The the reason why I was worried about those predictions is because it's hard to beat a team three times yeah, in a row. That's true, it, especially in the playoffs. Especially when you're playing a quarterback like Tom Brady. I know he's the king of the playoffs. For, for, first of all, Tom Brady has shut everybody up about him. You know who's better, him or Belichick? It's the one who's in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and that's Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, I, I I think that he like I think that it's yeah it's. I think if there were any other teams that had won that significantly twice, they would have won a third time. But the fact that it's the Saints who always, always perform poorly yeah. in the playoffs, in the playoffs, and an injured as breeze. you said, Tom Brady, who just for some reason turns into freaking King Midas yeah, during the playoffs. In the playoffs now, Brady. He didn't have he didn't have a good performance either. Yeah, Brady was, was. It was tied up the whole game, but it never felt like we were just dominating. You yeah, know? no, wasn't not, not every at all. Single one of their touchdowns off of a turnover. Yeah, yeah. Brady was eighteen for thirty three, two touchdown passes. That's pretty solid. But yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, you would look at those stats and be like, if if you were just looking at the box, you'd think, okay, well, Saints probably have really good stats. But no, yeah. you look at the Saints. Drew Brees was nineteen for thirty four. Yeah. With 134 yards, one touchdown, three, three INTs. Seven. 
You know who the perfect player was? Former Buccaneer. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Getting getting a sweet little revenge over his former team, even yeah. though they didn't win. Man. Yeah. That's the, the play the, that's the play the, of the game. The glimmer. Yeah. The the one time they needed a quarterback to throw it like forty yards. They put Jameis in. It's like, why the hell didn't we have Jameis in the whole time? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's what. If Breeze is that hurt, like, yeah, have Breeze coach him and put him in. Like, this is a playoff stuff. The, you know, uh, the PMT guy. I I think it was somebody was. They were joking about how, uh, like, even at the end, they're like Brady had to show up Breeze by going and throwing five yard touchdown passes, which is five yards further than Breeze could throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. It was uh, brutal to watch. I've, that's all I've been – and I've said I'm Team Jameis all year long. That's all yeah. I've wanted to see. Every time that they put him in the game, they've always had just like – like they, they didn't let him throw it. I don't know yeah, why. They would just like hand it off or do a little like, you know, short whatever. Ma- ma- manage the game basically. Yeah, and yeah. all I wanted to see – because we knew he's capable of it. We'd seen it in him before. Yeah. And all I hope is that – and I know y'all may have differing opinions, but I hope he is our next quarterback, and I hope that we get to see a lot of utilization of deep balls. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think that, Gunnar, I think you're absolutely right. I, I just don't really see, you know, if Drew Brees does retire, there's no quarterback in the draft. There are free agents right now. Like, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's out there, but can you afford him? And the salary cap for the Saints right now is – it's worse it's ever been yeah in a while i've heard i've seen takes about that and i've also seen counter takes that are like the saint the saints cap is always in shambles seemingly and we end up pulling it out it sucks that Jameis. like if we would have just signed him for two years then we would have been in good shape yeah the fact that it was a one year we could get cam (laughs) yikes (laughs) big yikes but yeah um it would be awesome to keep Jameis, obviously, because he's right. been—he knows the NFC South, he knows our division, and he's obviously been able to work well. Also, that play—it's like, how did you not know that was coming? <laughs> like he—he's the only yeah. real quarterback that can throw it deep, and he's lined up off to the side. Like, how did you not see the, the number trick two, play number coming? two, number two in the backfield? Yeah, or wide receiver. I don't know. This could be kind of a hot take. But uh, and I said this before we found out about Mike Thomas's injury, mm-hmm. but I reiterate it now. I, especially after the season, which we know he was injured, I wouldn't be upset if he got traded, so we could either get more salary cap or get you know just some way to to move around the numbers. Yeah, we especially need a quarterback. If he's about to have to have surgery on multiple ligaments. Yeah, then he's probably going to be up for next season. Well, yeah, and, so yeah, then, yeah. That's the concern. Not having Michael Thomas. Whoever we have a quarterback, that's going to be a big, you know, drop off. RG three's on the market. So is Mark Ingram today. They both but got uh, released. Mark Ingram was released because he's hurt too. He's hurt, and you know, only seventy two carries this season. Why would you give? I mean, I, like Mark Ingram was a great player for the Saints, but I, I think that his his time he, at the he NFL wouldn't be a good quarterback for the Saints. You're right. Quarterback. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um. You think he's done? I mean, he's played ten years in the league. I mean, I, I don't know. That's Frank, a, Gore, that's Frank, Gore, Frank Gore's played a long time, but Mark Ingram. That is wild <clears throat> that he's been in the league for ten years. Like it seems like yeah. he just won the Heisman. <laughs> you know, he like, just got drafted. Time we like, is flying. Like well, I remember when he got drafted by the Saints. I was just thinking, oh, you know, 
put him, I played him in Madden, put him in 99 overall, saying, like, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be the greatest running back to ever play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that wasn't he's a bold prediction. 31. Maybe the Saints trade the Bengals. Maybe we switch Jameis for Joe. Which I can see the Bengals pulling that off, considering how, you know, incompetent their franchise is. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, we'll, they, we'll give them Taysom and Jameis for Joe. Yeah. But what would Sean Payton do with himself if we traded Taysom Hill? This Taysom. fixation on this freaking I think gadget player. If they would just keep him as that as the gadget player, I mean, it, it just sucks that. And of course, like you're gonna as a quarterback, you want to be the quarterback, right? But it just you know it just sucks that he he wants to be the man, you know? Yeah, because I mean he's he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. That's what that's what he's. He's been known for his whole career, and you know, go, going at quarterback, I think it'd just, it'd just be a lot tougher for him, really. It thinks that we're losing Breeze, and we have the 28th pick in the draft in a very strong quarterback draft. You know, it'd be better if we were like in the top five in this, or really top ten even. There's so many good quarterbacks coming through. I don't know. I, I don't. I couldn't see them trading around either to get like a higher pick. Yeah. I, but I mean, I. Well, because I mean, you're going to give up so you're going to give up a lot, you know that. Because I know, like you know, you're going to give up a whole lot to um to just to get that pick. And what mm-hmm. if he doesn't end up being the guy? Yeah, like you, you trade up to get maybe uh I think Zach Wilson out of BYU. Yeah, I I, I I mean I could see him playing for the Saints, but you know you're going to trade up a whole lot if he's not the guy, and then Jameis. You know, does good somewhere else, and it's yeah. like, man, Jameis could have been the guy. It just stinks. Like everybody's looking for the guy, and we've had him for so long. We we've have. had a, an extraordinary amount of time with the guy. What and, what a uh, ruin! What a ruin! Yeah, yeah. We'll just a uh, preface for everybody. We'll do a breeze appreciation episode after he announces his retirement. Um, so now we're just gonna like you know focus on the season and stuff, but um, we're not gonna. We're not going to discount what Breeze did. Also, what's weird is Roethlisberger is probably going to retire. I can't see him wanting to come back. Breeze is out. And then Phillip Rivers, too. He's probably, I would think, he's probably going to get delegated to a, a backup position, if anything, if he's still yeah. playing. I, I, th- I think I think so. he can still play. But, you know, with Ben Roethlisberger just going through what he has gone through, yeah, he won so early. He, he he won early in his career. He had a lot of great players, a lot of veteran guys around him, and then he became the veteran guy. And now you know, you know the team that the you know the whole situation with the Steelers and Antonio Brown. It just Man. um it became a kind of a mess. Yeah. Well, and now Juju and uh, what's it Claypool Ch- Chase Claypool. Yeah, it's like they were the coolest guys, and now they're just like. Seemed like dickheads talking about the Browns and yeah, that, uh, that talking was, about how the Chiefs are going to smash him anyway. It doesn't even matter. It's like God, they, did. they didn't smash him. No, uh-uh. anything is possible. Yeah. Speaking well, of, let, let we you want to get yeah, right into it? But, so the divisional round. Let's let's start off with that because that was definitely the most surprising game. I didn't think the Browns were going to be able to play there. I, I didn't think the. Uh, I think I thought that the Chiefs were going to smash them because they're the Chiefs. Like they were, they have the number one offense in the league. Like they have Patrick Mahomes. They have an incredible defense. Tyron Matthew is a dog. Like they are running the machine very well. But 
Cleveland stayed in it for sure. Cleveland, yeah, I thought I thought you know with Mahomes getting knocked out, yeah, I thought you know that's Chad Henney. I mean Chad Henney. Some of us know Chad Henney. Yes, Chad Henney played with the Dolphins early, early like in like two thousand nine, and he's just bounced around the league every now and then. I was about to say he's been around a but, while, you know, hasn't he? And this was his first. This was his first playoff like you know game. Yeah, he's thirty five. Thirty five years old. His first yeah. playoff game, and he absolutely you know he. He played a – what did he do? I don't even know what he did in that game. He had, he had a, like a crucial touchdown that pretty much kept the game away from uh, being able to go the other way. He was six for eight. So he, he did enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, to keep the lead. Uh, and uh, the Browns kind of got screwed out of that play where the fumble went out of bounds and the Chiefs guy was like spearing – the wide receiver, which basically it should have been a um, unnecessary roughness. There's not a targeting in the NFL, but he basically like hit him with the top of his head as he was going into the end zone. Um, which, if anything, it should have been a should have been a penalty there. Right. Um, which that that probably would have been a momentum change because Kansas City was up sixteen to three at that point. And the Browns were in it, you know. They were they were staying in it, but the Cleveland um, Browns could have been in the AFC Championship yeah. game for the it first time been. ever. First no, first time since nineteen eighty nine. Golly, yeah, the old Browns, yeah, yeah. So, but what what a, what a run though! What a run by the Cleveland Browns! Absolutely, this, they have a lot to look forward to in the next few seasons. Yeah. Eleven and five, going from the like. One of the worst Freaking, franchises in the history of sports. Yeah, literally. To just, it's like the Bills or the the Lions. I remember when I remember when the Bills were like terrible. Mm-hmm. Bill, those Bill Belichick was just running that division. Also, yeah. not to mention that the quarterback that the Browns thought they were getting finally is showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Big, big up. And you know. Nick Chubb is very good too, but Jarvis Landry I think has taken over like. The motivation for that team. He had seven receptions for twenty yards. Um, also, I think it, it's like a locker room change because Odell Beckham Jr., the guy that always needs the ball, is it cancer? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know he's out, so he might not even be coming back to the Browns. Actually. Well, we do. Oh well, no. Stefanski said yesterday that I'm excited to get him back in here. So, you know, we'll see about that. But yeah, it was great, uh, great run for the Browns. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, same thing could be said for the Rams somehow getting to the divisional round with a quarterback that just had surgery like eleven days before the game. Jared Goff. Okay. Um, they put in his backup last week, and his backup got his neck broken by Jamal Adams in like the first quarter. <laughs> so an injured Jared Goff has to come in. Um, that was kind of tough to watch. The Packers are just so good. And I think that's – the Saints losing to the Bucks is just preventing them from getting smashed by the Packers this coming week. Because going to play in Lambeau, Lambeau Field in the, the cold. In the snow. Yeah. Like the Saints are an indoor team and they are not good in the cold at all. So, I don't yeah. know. As optimistic as we all want it to be, that's realistically – Yeah. But – so, and I don't I don't know how much you want to dive into the uh, matchups looking ahead, but do you think beings that and I know I know it's been a, a year 
more than a year for some of the Bucks, but a lot of them are coming from the Patriots um, or other colder climates. Do you think that that's going to be a huge deal going back to that cold climate to play? Like, I mean, I know Brady's had a year in warm weather, thinning out his blood. As he said, his blood mm-hmm. is thin now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be a factor for how Brady and, like, Gronk connect. I just think the Packers are just... don't connect. Or, right, right. But I just think the Packers are just so good at home. They they really are, like, the the best, the most balanced team, I think. So, like, you have the, the other matchup is the Bills and the Chiefs, where both of them have outstanding offenses but weaker defenses. The Packers just have pretty much like it all <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing with the Buccaneers they have an, their defense performed incredibly last week against the Saints um but yeah how funny we all were worried that Will Lutz was going to be the reason we did yeah. that, that's yeah that's what that's what I was thinking yeah he showed up this game and yeah he stayed home yeah yeah that was rough so mm-hmm. um you know I, I love Mahomes. I I'm, I'm a Mahomes fan I'll say not, not a huge Mahomes fan, but I like him. You know, I like the, I like him as a, as a football player, as a person. I'm 100% rooting for the Bills. Oh yeah, I would no. love to see 100% Josh Allen, Bills Mafia make it. I was just about to say that fan base. Just seeing them, it'd be like Philadelphia winning back a few years ago. Like all, all, all the tables in Buffalo, they're yeah, they're, uh, they're, <laughs> shaking in their shorts right they're now. Shaking, yeah. Absolutely, and to go to this matchup, this is the number one offense and the number two, the number one offense in the Chiefs and the number two offense in the Bills. Josh Allen has been shredding it. Um, the Bills actually have a the 14th ranked defense, and the Chiefs have the 16th ranked defense. So, um, man, Josh Allen was making like there was a play where it was like an obvious throwaway thing, and Josh Allen just flicked it, and it like went into the stands almost. Like, from they were like on the forty, I guess, and he was having to throw it away, and it was like just incredible how hard he can throw the ball. <laughs> so, man, I hope that the Packers just destroy the Bucks. Yeah, we don't, and and it's not like a normal season where we'd be like, oh, but you know, I kind of the Bucks beat the Saints. We kind of want the Bucks to win to look good. No, we the Saints are already like. Unraveled. It's, yeah. it's, it's like we said. It's the end of an era. Who cares about this season anymore? Yeah. I want to see the Bucks get shredded. Yeah, yeah. It and it would just be interesting to see a Green Bay Bills uh, or Green Bay Chiefs. Yeah, it'd, it'd be either be, one of those. It'd be a rematch of a Super Bowl one. Right. It's just so refreshing to not have the Patriots in the playoffs anymore. <laughs> like now, that's I mean, the biggest thing. Like so for me, it wasn't even the Patriots. It was. Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't want to see Tom Brady back there. Yeah. To, to, to me, and, and like, this is probably. As much as I hate the Bucks, you got you go, you have guys like Devin White. You have guys like, you know, Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Fournette. So, I mean, I mean it, it'd be nice to see him win a, a, a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm being biased, but I'm just saying. As if Brady, and Brady on that team kind of pisses me off. But right. If there's I like, anybody I like, else, you know, Bruce, Bruce Arians on that. You know, it'd be nice to see him win a, a, a yeah. ring just by all the stuff he's done. I will yeah. say that I would, I'd be willing to put money down that next year they'll be there for sure. They'll, have, they would have had a whole season, two seasons now, or by then playing together. Yeah. But I just don't think they don't deserve not. 
They don't yeah. need to be there. Yeah. A non-COVID season, too. Yeah, yeah. That would uh, help them quite a bit. But the Chiefs-Bills matchup. Now, that's if Mahomes plays. The, today, he was still in concussion protocol, That I, I, according to ESPN. So, um, that's tough, but that'll be an interesting game for sure. Well, hey, anything is possible. Yeah, that is true. He did well. Also, just briefly, uh, Buffalo kicked the hell out of uh, the Ravens, seventeen to three. Lamar Jackson left with a concussion. I think. I think he was in concussion protocol. Um, so they had to rely on some. Do you know who that quarterback was? Tyler Huntley. He was like on the practice squad. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like last yeah. week from Utah. So, rookie out of Utah. So, yep. Okay, I'm trying to find the. Well, and the funny thing it was um, one of the, the guy that made the end of the pick six or something like that in that game. If you watch the NFL Combine, it's the same guy that it was. Uh, What's his name? It got hit in the face with the ball. Got smashed in the yeah, face with the ball. Yeah. Buffalo's actually favored over Kansas City. Because Buffalo's been in the cold, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, those are two cold teams for sure. Tampa Bay's the only warm team. It, it would be just be cool to see the Buccaneers like back in the Super Bowl, but not yeah, Tom that's, Brady. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like Go back to John Gruden days. I mean, like if, if, if the Bucs didn't have any – like if they had another guy – I mean, I'd, I'd actually probably be pulling for them. Yeah. Just because, but, you know, with Brady on that side, you're just like, damn. Like, I mean, they have Arians. They have Devin White, Leonard Fournette. I mean, Mike yeah. Evans, uh, Levante David, all those guys. I mean, yeah, you like to see him get a ring, but maybe, it's, maybe next year. It's weird that the NFC is loaded with, uh, like, Breeze, Rodgers, and Brady, three of the, like, goats of our era, you know. That's um, just interesting. Just interesting. What what order would you put that in? I mean, you can't really. Breeze, Rogers, Brady. Well, no, Breeze, Brady, Rogers, probably. Just because Brady has so many rings. But Breeze is the GOAT. He had like 80,000 yard passing seasons when the Saints went 7-9 and nine and had like the worst defense in the league, but he still had a billion yards. What? As we've said before, Breeze is the only quarterback to have not just more than one 5,000-yard passing season, but like five or six seven? of them. He had four. Nope, five. Five, yeah. He had, five. He had, he had. <clears throat> Big Ben had one. Pat Mahomes had one. Stafford, Stafford had one. Brady had, I think, two. Peyton Manning had, I think, one. Did Breeze ever win MVP? Nope. Yeah, that's that was damn. Should have. That's a he, shame. He, he probably should have won in the 2018 season. They could have split it between him and Mahomes, but the thing is, and and we can go back to like Breeze, but really the season that they should have won it all, like went to the the big one, was the 2018. 2018, the NFC Championship game where. The hit, the no call, that was like well, that would have been so easy. That could have been, they could have won back to back because in 2017, when the Eagles, the yeah. Eagles were probably one of the worst teams to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, 
you know the page you know i know it was the patriots and stuff but and i, I mean I, we don't know i don't know that would have turned out but you know i think that you know if, if 2017 was the minneapolis miracle yeah yeah but that was just when that was the start of the run the just incredible yeah. run the saints made <laughs> yeah we could talk more about we'll talk more well, about that i mean the the oh. past four years that we've we're the winningest Team in, in the in, NFL, and we're the winningest team in four years to not make a Super Bowl. In those four years, we're, we're basically we're basically the uh, the the night the Atlanta Braves of the nineteen nineties. You, you win one, but you lose about four. You lose four World yeah. Series. Yeah, brutal, yeah. brutal. But got some exciting games coming up. It's a new era. It's it's these past few games and and one thing it's like I am afraid we will look back on this time and realize Breeze had no business playing these last two seasons. Like if you look on it after everything's said and done, like it was kind of like okay, finally <laughs> like we can move on to like love him. He's done a incredible things for New Orleans. But now we can move on to Jameis or move on to Taysom Hill, like something. I mean, we were even all surprised that he came back for this season. We yeah, thought. yeah, that was. I thought. I thought after last, maybe last season, or yeah, he looked Cause terrified. Cause Breeze, the, like, the way we lost last season, last season with Minnesota just shredding our offensive line, like it was t- terrible. <laughs> I remember yeah. specifically saying, like, whenever he said he was coming back, I was like. Oh. You know, I love yeah. Breeze to death, but you want to close your eyes because you're you're not. I, really... I was I was in denial about everyone using the whole Breeze's old argument until last year's playoffs, and then I was like, he is old and needs to retire. Yeah, yeah. it's tough, tough. But Deshaun Watson is not happy in Houston. Could be going to get him. We have a great defense. We can still build on. We have a lot of players probably coming back. We'll have Kamara for a little while. I mean. We just get a good quarterback, then we'll be in good shape. I don't think we'll have to rebuild from scratch. As long as Sean Payton's in there, I mean, he's like almost undefeated without Breeze. I think since he's been injured, they won five games with Teddy Bridgewater last year, and the Panthers were not spectacular this season. So um, I don't know, but but I they but they could for the future. Could what? The Panthers be pretty good. Right, right, yeah. I'm just saying, if we have Sean Payton, then everything should be all right. <laughs> so. It, the uh, Get this, the uh, the Falcons' new uh, general manager, Terry Fano, mm-hmm. who I, I forget. He was like their scouting leader, like the top dude for their scouting for the Saints. Didn't they say he was a Lake Charles boy? Yep. Terry, Terry Fano was he was in charge. Of, he was director of pro scouting. Now he's the general manager of the uh, rival Atlanta Falcons. We hired. Uh, so okay, LSU news. We hired back Jorge Munoz. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't mean. To, I didn't yeah. mean to. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Steal your secondhand siren there, Matthew. But yeah, uh, you know George Munoz. He. Uh, was a, was an analyst for LSU. Uh, I thought it was Jorge. <laughs> he was an analyst for the LSU for LSU. And uh, let me let me pull it up. Wait, it's J O R G E. Is that Jorge or George? T Bob. T Bob was saying George. Uh, May, yeah, maybe he is a. Maybe he. It's like Jesus and Jesus. Yeah. 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 Uh, George Munoz was on the uh, LSU staff, 
in uh, 2000, I think from, from 2017, 2019 as an analyst. Mm-hmm. Worked very, very close with Joe Burrow. Speaks very highly of him. He, you know, he knows the New Orleans Saints offense. He's a, he used to be a coordinator at a, a USL. I'm sorry, a ULL. Um, so I mean, he's he's come back as an analyst, which he can't be an on-field coach. But you know, I think I think it's good to bring him back. Considering yeah. considering with the hiring of Jake Peets and DJ Mangus, you know, DJ Mangus worked with. George Munoz as a um, analyst when he was at LSU, and now he's the passing game coordinator. So, bringing Munoz, I mean, Munoz was at, uh, George Munoz was a part of Baylor's staff, uh, of David Aranda's Baylor staff at Baylor. Uh, but, you know, Aranda let him go. So, you know, him coming back to LSU, I think it's, I think it's a good, I think it's a good move. Coming back home. Yep. Um, so, speaking of the Saints and LSU, um, the rare time that they're uh, intimately intertwined. Today, uh, they kind of <laughs> finalized <laughs> that Ryan Nielsen was not coming to LSU like everybody thought he was. Um, so I don't know what the heck LSU is going to do for this defensive coordinator position. I don't. Do you guys have any idea? No. Right now, Matthew is getting uh, all I know is, is. Do you think that could be a like a poor move by the Saints if? If, which, and this is probably just kind of uh, regurgitating what, what me and Matthew both probably heard uh, T. Bob saying earlier, is I could just put like, if they're if they're just doing that just to keep like to keep I mean he's trying to further his career and get opportunities. He wants to be a college. Um, Ryan Nielsen wants to be a college head coach. Are you going to get a college coaching job? As an NFL defensive line coach, a head coaching job. No. Did you look at football scoop? And is is that gonna make things like is that gonna make things sour in the Saints locker room if he's but 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 but, no but but here's what happened. You know, Ryan Nielsen, very highly respected by Sean Payton. I could see why Sean Payton wants to keep him. Because Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator, I think interviewed with the Philadelphia Eagles say to take their head coaching job. So well you well now he got now Nielsen got promoted to assistant head coach, but if you know Dennis Allen leaves, Nielsen will probably be the next defensive coordinator. But Sean Payton is very, very petty. Yeah, because you know there's actually there's actually two faults because you know LSU is at fault for this and the Saints are at fault for this. You know the Saints, you know Sean Payton has been known for doing this to coaches. You know like Aaron Glenn, who's a defensive back coach. You know, he he wants them to stay. He wants to try to get them to stay. He doesn't want to lose them to somebody else. You know, you, you know, and I, I, on his defense, what, what happened with Joe Brady? Joe Brady was a part of his staff. Comes to LSU, becomes the you know pass game coordinator. Now he's the offensive coordinator for an NFC South rival. Yeah, with the Panthers. So I, I can see I mean, why Sean Payton wants to keep him, but right, at the I same time, about that. this is a coach who's expressed you know, and he wants to you know further his um coaching career. He wants to further his coaching career. Let him go somewhere else. You know, that's the only that's the only way you can grow and mature as a coach is if you let them go somewhere else and they can, you know, learn from other people and then come back. I mean, I think it would have been look, LSU could have hired him as de- as defensive coordinator and if he wanted to go back to the Saints in a year, that would have been fine. Yeah. Because well, I mean, I mean, if you find success, you're not going to go back to just a 
uh, defensive line coach. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking sense, about he, he, he'd, be a, he'd be the next defensive coordinator. Oh, Because if, yeah. if he wants to go back to the NFL, he'd be the Saints' next defensive coordinator. Yeah. I think one thing that's particularly interesting about Nielsen's p- spot is he's already been with Ogeron multiple times. He was a, yeah. a, a defensive tackle at USC when he was there. Um, he was a volunteer assistant when he was at USC. He played, let's see, he was a defensive line coach when Ogeron was the head coach at Ole Miss. Like He's just been popping in and out with Ogeron, and now Ogeron wants to bring him in as, as a defensive, defensive coordinator. coordinator you and know? the thing is, him and Ogeron are both defensive line coaches. Right. So they would agree with each other. They speak this, the same this language. Was, this was the best move to me um, That you know for LSU. I, I know you didn't get Freeman, but this one to me hurts a lot more than not getting Marcus Freeman because, yeah. you know, yesterday we all saw, you know, if you look at Twitter or something like that, you're thinking, okay, well, it's a done deal. Ryan yeah. Nielsen's coming to LSU. He's been our next defensive coordinator. But now – It's like the rug got pulled out. It's like the rug got pulled out again. Now we're, you know, we're back at square one. Yeah. And for this is the what LSU did wrong was you fired Bo Pelini. Sorry, I just I just I, I want to find the exact date for this. Okay, to me, I, I got I got I got I got I got something good to say about this. To me, um, I wonder if this looks bad for LSU. Um, like, well, if they can't get a deal done, which in this case it looks bad on the Saints for keeping him, but yeah, it looks bad on Sean Payton. Yeah. Matt Moscona called him a uh, a hole today, yeah. mm-hmm. which he's kind of an a hole for doing hey, that. Way to censor yourself, you know. Who uh, that? Stefan Diggs was like, he was telling telling the the TV that Josh Allen worked his a word off. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> which those two guys, they they seem like such good buddies. I, I'm happy for Stefan Diggs because he didn't seem very happy in Minnesota and Kirk Cousins sucks. So yeah. <laughs> like the fact that he's with a very good quarterback, like that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, but going back to LSU, um, on December twenty first, you fired Bo Pelini. Mm-hmm. So you had four weeks. Really he should have been fired, you know, after you lose to Auburn, get killed by them. Everyone kind of knew, okay, that's it for Bo Pelini. So, really, you had three months or three months or, or four weeks to find a, 28 days to find a new, you know, defensive coordinator. Yeah. To make it minors worse, this is the, this last 2019, LSU didn't even have a winning season. The worst non-winning season since 1999. You had arguably the worst defense in school history. You knew that your priority going in the offseason season. Was to hire another defensive coordinator. Right. Hire someone young. Hire someone that will get the players connected. That will keep the locker room, you know, together. Yeah. A very and, young defense too. Yeah, and and, that, and well, 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 the players coming back right now. Yeah, that helps uh, and tremendously. I think, That's why I think, we could have been set up for such a good season if we had a good coordinator. Well, I mean, now now, you, now the offense. I mean, I like what offense has. The offense right now, I think, can be. One of the best in college football next year. I think I think they have a very good chance with the the, the whole offensive line coming back, the uh, skill guys we have, the quarterbacks. We have three quarterbacks that you know we can go with either one. I'll be fine mm-hmm. with. But Allegays coming but, back. Allegays coming back. But um, <laughs> but you know this morning on off the bench, they're talking about um, you know Ojeron was saying like you know we're, we're you got your guy which. I don't know if it's the that's the best thing to say. I mean, I know that's what you're going to ask, 
But right. I think that just singling out one guy, thinking that telling everybody you're going to get him, well, he and said now you don't get him. On the radio this morning, Ed Ogeron confirmed Ryan Nielsen is his target, target. but confirmed that he remains under contract with the Saints. And yeah. No deal had has been reached yet. That was on the football scoop this morning, so... Yeah, and I mean, obviously now we know better, but yeah. but yeah, I but know, I don't know that it's a that's an absolute done deal that he's gonna stay there. But it's like that's just like where it's, all it, the it's not really a, everything's a, pointing. In that I think direction. he's getting it, a promotion. That's why a, uh, assistant for, head coach, defensive yeah. line coach. Which yeah. now if if Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator, leaves, then he becomes the next defensive coordinator. So I could see why maybe you want to keep him for there, but he could have came. But my thing is. He could have Sean Payne could have just said, "Look, let's let's bring him to LSU. Let's let him go to LSU." But another thing is, LSU didn't. LSU should have, has had not talked to Sean Payton about this. Mm-hmm. Nielsen went and told Sean Payton that I'm gonna, you know, I'm going, to, I'm thinking about going to LSU. They're shopping and him. Yeah. Nielsen said, and Sean Payton said, "No, your contract doesn't say that." Yeah. We're locking him up. And, and Sean Payton, I mean, this is probably – it's not just him running the show. Obviously, he definitely has a lot of weight in there, but well, yeah, I'm with, sure it's with, their with front the amount, office too. With the amount of turnover in the staff right now, what could potentially could happen, Sean Payton doesn't – he wants to try to keep as much as he can together. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. But I think, yeah. I think that this is a guy that has expressed that he wants to go somewhere else. You know, he, he, you know, he wants to go somewhere else, you know, do what Joe Brady did or something like that, you know, and – you know whether he's successful or not. I'm like he would have. He wants to be a college head coach. You can't be a college head coach. It's hard to get a job as a college head coach as a defensive line coach in the NFL. Yeah, a coordinator maybe, but you know, 41 years old. Go to the, you know go to, go go to the college ranks, in which he has a lot of experience in you know in the college ranks. You know, it could have been. I think it could have been a great move, but. For now, for LSU, it's hard. It's thin now. The, the The line is thin. Every you know, everyone else is hiring coordinators now, and now LSU is. You know, there's not that much to choose from. You 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 can take time, but you're probably not going to get your guy at this point. Now, it's hard to get the the guy that you want because everyone else has been hired. Yeah. And well, the, like the four guys that we've pursued are all taken exactly. Going somewhere. And that's else. the thing, you know. 12, 12 months ago, we won a nat- LSU won a national title, and now later we're trying to find our fourth defensive coordinator in the yeah. last you know twelve months. Yeah. So yep. I mean, I just I, like <laughs> I don't I just I, I don't at this point now I I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I there, there's a couple of names out there, but I mean, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's Louisiana football. Yeah, <laughs> yep. This is definitely by far the most invested I've ever been in a an off season because of how bad we were last season. So, um, and right right now the LSU doesn't you know they're not going to hire position coaches on defense until they have a new defensive coordinator. They just right. started LSU just started football school I think today or yesterday. Hmm. The new and en- new enrollees have just they're all they came in. Yeah. Um, is Charlie, Charlie Eller's coming back. Thompson. Or no, Thompson. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, Dross. Dross. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie Dross. Charlie Dross. So, at this point, literally, it's like, who else? Do you even have anybody left? I know that Elko guy from Texas A and M, but I'm sure he's staying at. Well, I know Alabama. A&M. Alabama locked up uh, their defensive coordinator Pete Golding today. 
or you know, say Pete Golding. Uh, I think he's. Like, let me just... What about LSU though? <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Urban Meyer getting a few people oh, as well. We didn't even talk about Urban Meyer yet. We didn't. I thought we did. No, I think we. Urban did. Meyer going to the Jags. Um, that's crazy. That. I don't think I don't know if I've talked about it, but I don't think his college success is going to translate on the field, like in the college game, in the pro game. Like <clears throat> you can recruit guys, and they're still like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. In the NFL, you can't just coach up like a thirty-year-old, and like he can tell you to go screw yourself, you know. So, well, I mean, I, I thought I thought maybe like a couple of years back, maybe Urban would have a chance. Because, I mean, Ur- Urban's a great offensive coach. I mean, he has three national championships to show for it. Um, <clears throat> but I also think that with um, yeah, with, with, the, with, with, with how the NFL is structured, Urban Meyer never having experience in the NFL. He's a career college coach. Like coaches like Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer, they had success in the NFL, you know, not having any college experience. But that's because your owner is basically running the team you know, and Jerry Jones with the Dallas Cowboys in the nineteen nineties. Right. And then, you know, Pete Carroll, you know, won a, won a you know, won a college championship with USC. I was just about to bring him up. Yeah. But in a in a Super Bowl, but Pete Carroll also had experience in the NFL before that. He also so, has his health and Urban Meyer looked like he was dying <laughs> the last season at Ohio State. So <laughs> Well, I mean, even even at Florida when like I think it was after the SEC championship game in two thousand ten, after they lost out, they got killed by Bama. Uh-huh. Meyer like passed out or something like that in his yeah. hotel room and Yeah. Then like later all of a sudden he's he's healthy again. He's taking a big power five job at Ohio State and then, you know, all the all the stuff that went on with um and that that that's you know, I don't know anything about that, but with uh, the assistant coach mm-hmm. and his you know, that I don't have, you know, a, you what know, happened? The guy died or something? No, no. The the uh, Zach Smith, he was the uh, wide receiver coach for Ohio State, and he was uh, hitting his domestic violence. Oh, gotcha. Accusations gotcha. and stuff, and gotcha. Meyer basically. You know, I thought that was one of the players that died from uh, like overworking, ran too many sprints or something, and he passed out. That that was no. Maryland. That was Maryland. DJ gotcha. Durkin. Yeah, that was that was bad. Um, Nick Saban closing in on Doug Marone. So speaking of the Jags, he's going to be the offensive line coach. Did you say that earlier? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, yeah. we didn't. I wouldn't talk into it. But uh, <coughs> Nick Saban now has two NFL head coaches just <laughs> coaching the him. offense. Yeah, and that 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 just comes to show you that Nick Saban could get any coach. You know, Kyle Flood was the offensive line coach last time, and he was the head coach of Rutgers. He got fired from Rutgers, and now he's the offensive coordinator at Texas with Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. So it, that just shows you that Nick Saban could get anybody, any coach. Yeah. I mean, they want to win. That's the thing. Yeah. You you go into Saban's program, you win a national championship, but you get rehired somewhere else. That's exactly that's and the I, Saban I, way. Like <laughs> you, you look at the yeah, you look at the coaches and everything that they've had, and now none of those coaches are. None of Nick Saban's assistants have. I don't think any of Saban's assistants have beaten them yet. It's kind of like Belichick, like yeah. Matt Patricia. The, the, te- the teacher they all suck, except for the Bills coach. He's been doing well. Sean, uh, Sean McDermott. Yep. Yep. Now, so. Brian, now Brian Dable, the Bills' offensive coordinator, was actually the offensive coordinator for Alabama in 2017. There we go. And he, you know, won a national championship, and now he's with the Buffalo Bills. And now he's about to go win a Super Bowl. Well, maybe, but um, yeah, but, but going going back on a uh, Pete Golding, Pete Golding. Uh, Alabama locked him up today. 
as their defensive coordinator. I didn't see it. I don't think there was a contract or anything like that, but, you know, Pete Golding, uh, 36 years old. He's from Hammond, Louisiana. He's coached at, you know, Delta State, Tusiclum College. Delta State as a defensive coordinator. Southeastern Louisiana's defensive coordinator. Southern Miss as, de- as defensive back coach. Uh, a lot of places. Yeah, yep. UTSA, you know, yep. UTSA uh-huh. as, as defensive coordinator. Alabama as co-defensive coordinator, and now as a defensive coordinator for Alabama. So, and now Golding, I mean, Golding has Louisiana connections, so I think if LSU could somehow find a way to get Golding, that would be huge, but I just I don't, I don't see Pete Golding wanting to leave Alabama. I think the only I see him going to LSU is become, if he wants to become the head coach, which we don't know. But, um, yeah. Yeah, right now. so uh, LSU is not looking good then. <laughs> no, uh, it's 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 tough. There there was one guy from Missouri, uh, Ryan Walters, young defensive coordinator, energetic guy. He just went to Illinois with uh, Brett Brett Yeah, hired him at Illinois to be his defensive coordinator. So I mean, now you could you could probably get him, but I just. I don't know where to go now. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, like, I, ha, I had a whole your, list of yeah, guys. Yeah, hot board's ex- my, hot, my hot board is, is blown up, and I'm yeah. just like. And Matthew's in shambles. Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt also got fired today, um, or I think it was yesterday. Fired yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It, it came out today that he was giving out McDonald's uh, Happy Meal bags of money, so. You know, it's not something you can do in the NCAA. Brown bag special. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee, so. yeah, Tennessee. Also, uh, Tennessee has Tennessee's athletic director Philip Fulmer. That's also yep. retired. Did, did y'all see? Did y'all see that video yesterday of him uh, saying he was at a press conference? and He said recruiting is good, or he said something like, "I'll show you the clip later." But um, mm-hmm. but you know, Fulmer was the former head coach Tennessee from 1992 to 2008. Won a national championship, and Tennessee hasn't been the same since 1998. Mm-hmm. They won a couple of games with Palmer, but you know that that program is just. I, I was just about to just, say, it, it, how, it, how to do me, you, ten, th- there's no excuse for Tennessee to be losing, you know, like this because Tennessee is one of the top programs in college football. Right, you like Michigan, but you know, we'll talk about Michigan, but um, you know, you had Lane Kiffin, you had Lane Kiffin after Palmer retired, you had Lane Kiffin as your head coach, and Lane Kiffin. We didn't know what he was going to be back then. But, you know, now when you lose him to USC, so then you go to Louisiana Tech and hire Derek Dooley, mm-hmm. who was an average coach. The only reason he gets that job is because his, you know, his dad, Vince Dooley, legendary coach at Georgia from 1964 to 1988. So Derek Dooley. Derek this took, is all off the top of his head, guys. So, 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 He's yeah. just pulling this. He hasn't looked at a computer once this whole time. So, so yeah. So anyway. so, Dooley, so Dooley. So Dooley takes that job, and we all know Derek Dooley just you know got hit by a train over there. Right. They we hired, all know that. Yeah. They, they, they hired Butch Jones. Yeah. From Cincinnati, Butch Jones brings a pretty good recruiting class in. Everybody thought, okay, look, this is the <laughs> this is the opportunity in 2016. Hashtag fire Butch. And then he just you know, and then, then after that. After 2016, their line expectations, uh, they beat Florida, but then they lost, I think, I think maybe five of their last games or something like that, and then got he got fired. And then 
Tennessee had that whole entire issue trying to hire a coach. Yeah. They, they, they hired Greg Fli- Schiano. Flight trackers, yeah. Yeah, Greg Schiano. <laughs> Sing us the song, you're the Schiano man. Yeah, Schiano. And then, um, you know, they, they had the, the list of candidates that Tennessee has tried to get is unbelievable. And I, I'll, <laughs> I'll show you this later. But, like, it's like it's just crazy to think that you had all these other coaches you could have got. And the guys you get are just, you know, horrible. To me <clears throat> And then with Jeremy you, Pruitt, like if you're gonna cheat that bad, if Jeremy Pruitt and obviously this A D him retiring just shows to me is evidence enough that they were cheating because he doesn't want an investigation. But and to me, to, if if you're gonna cheat that bad and still go three and seven, yeah, like golly, dude, come on. <laughs> and, and the the problem is, who wants to take that job right now? Yeah. That job is a train wreck yeah. to go right now. Kevin, they promoted Kevin Steele, who was actually the interim coach at Auburn a couple of weeks ago after Gus Malzahn got fired. He became the interim coach. Now he's the interim coach at Tennessee. He's alma mater. Yeah. So. But at, at this point right now, I just – I, I, I don't know where you go from here because Tennessee's about to get slammed exactly. with violations. They're about to get slammed with penalties. Yeah. And yeah. for any coach, I mean, I know that Hugh Freeze has been yeah. mentioned a lot. I know um, Tom Herman's on the market. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they're still they some do, pretty They good do coaches, well with Tom Herman. I think they do well with Tom Herman. I, I, I think Tom Herman – I don't Herman, know about Hugh Freeze, but – Yeah. You know, Hugh Freeze has experience. I think he's expressed – Going back to Tennessee because Tennessee, it's, it's a good job, great facilities. You just got to tons get of money, the right coach, yeah. But <clears> right <throat> now, it's it's I I I don't really know who will. Billy go. Napier's in there as well. What are you gonna say? Say from one orange team with a T to another orange team yeah. with a T. Yeah. Um. T- and also the name of their state, just Texas and. Tennessee, big teeth. Yeah, big teeth. I know. Uh, w- one, one more thing, uh, Billy Napier. I haven't seen much. I'm pretty sure he's just staying with the Raging Cajuns, isn't he? Isn't that like the? Well, th- th- there could be a thing with Billy Napier. You know, he he's probably staying at UL Lafayette. Now, now Napier is a Saban assistant. So, could he be the next next head coach at Alabama? Could he be taking over for Nick Saban, going from a Sun Belt team to one of the most storied programs in college football? In college football, mm-hmm. well, not Dabo. Well, that yeah, da- Dabo's a you know Alabama alum, and now Clemson right now. You know, if Dabo has to me, if Dabo goes seven and five. And back to back seasons at Clemson just has, you know, doesn't have a good run. He's not gonna go seven and five. They've had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence and that that eight million pound quarterback that they had. DJ you Yeah, yeah. yeah DJ, that well, guy. He looked well, yeah, I mean, enormous. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but like I'm just saying I'm just throwing out there if yeah, Clemson if. has it doesn't have a good season, Dabo may you know, I know Jimbo Fisher, you know, after what you know what what happened with Jimbo in two thousand seven 2016, 2017, you know, mm-hmm. he had a bad season with Florida State. They went 6-6. Six and six. Then he went to A&M. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talking about going to LSU, and then, he, you know, Scott Woodward hired him to be the head coach of Texas A&M. And now, you know, that, that seems like a really good move. As an LSU fan, it doesn't sound that good of a move. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, same thing with Tom Herman. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good move for, um, yeah, for A&M. And, you know, Dabo, I mean, I know people talk about Dabo building a legacy at Clemson, but – Clemson doesn't have if they have terrible a ter- terrible season under Dabo. Dabo may say, "Look, I'm if he's not that committed, Alabama 
you know, may win a national championship after Saban leaves, and he may say, look, you know what? What's the problem going to Alabama right yeah. now? He's only 51, and Saban is like 87 right now, so uh, Six, uh, he's, he's like be 71. Six, 69, 69. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, so I, I think Saban will be coaching for probably the next like four to five years. I don't think we'll see him at the level that they're playing right now. I don't think we'll see him retire anytime soon. I mean, jo- Joe Paterno coached. Until he was like eighty three years old. Yeah, and I don't know what Saban would do after he's done coaching either, because he's not going to announce. Like he just, right? He's not an announcer. Yeah, no. He would right. probably just uh, like do like a Steve Insmeager, I would think, just be like an analyst. Analyst, well, maybe like yeah. urban, like an urban mod, yeah. assistant, you think he director. Can answer to someone after all these years of being. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know, because it would almost be like the head coach listening to Saban at all times. Yeah. So, speaking of Alabama, they're kicking our butts right now in basketball, thirty-five to twelve in the first half of uh, NCAA men's basketball. So. Bam- Bama's dominance doesn't it doesn't stop at just football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate hate to say that, but all righty, the LSU coaching search continues. We'll keep you guys updated on that. James Harden looks happy um, with the Nets. He lost like twenty pounds in one night. Looked like so. Um, that was good. I, mean, I, th- I would have thought he was wearing a fat suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of head coaches, uh, nobody wants to coach for the Texans right now either. <laughs> it seems like same in the same vein that uh, the Tennessee is not a favorable job. Houston, uh, freaking JJ Watts about seems like he's about to retire because he's so banged up all the time. Deshaun Watson. He wants out of there. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Like they don't have a first round pick. Yeah, they don't have yeah. a head coach. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a GM right now. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, they, they so oh, um, not great. Yeah, not 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 future of Houston football and sports in Houston in general. Are, yeah, or they're at a crossroads. Well, the Rockets they have they have Oladipo and uh, a couple other good guys. So we'll do a. Full, once football's over, we'll do a full NBA R version of the preview because to me it seems like nobody's actually paying attention. I think the Pelicans are doing relatively well with Ingram and Steven Adams um, and then Zion, of course. But let's see. <clears throat> They're playing the Jazz right now, beating them. We're 5-7. and seven. That's not bad. So a lot can change in the season. Stan Van Gundy doing well. So, uh, Lonzo Ball, Tiger Woods. Um, Tiger Woods has recently undergone. This is from his uh, Twitter page. Tiger Woods has recently undergone a microdiscectomy procedure to remove a pressure disc fragment that was pinching his nerve after experiencing discomfort following the PNC Championship. Mm. His doctors say that he, his doctors and their team have determined it to be successful and expect him to make a full recovery before he, the masters he said i look forward he said i look forward to i look forward to begin training and am focused on getting back out on the tour tiger said while tiger will not be competing at tory pines or rivera he is still looking forward to serving as tournament host of the genesis invitation Alrighty. anything else saints need to trade jared cook but 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 no but 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 no but but here's what happened. 
And that is our show, everyone. Thank you all once again for tuning in to Secondhand Sports. We appreciate each and every one of you listening today. I think um, it, upon listening back, we kind of went hard on Drew Brees. And um, I just want to reiterate that we will have an appreciation episode for him. Once he you know, officially comes out, he's retiring. Um, obviously, Tyron Matthew had a, a great tweet about how Growing up, I mean, literally since I could l- pay attention to a football game, Drew Brees has been our quarterback. So um, it's it's uh, crazy that he will probably be retiring. But let's just say it. It's crazy that he will be retiring um, because we've all been able to look up to him for so long, and especially after Katrina, Growing up, you know, he was the the great the great white hope, the the breezes, you know, the the savior of New Orleans. Um, and really, you know, sports are sports, but brought the city hope, you know. And um, obviously, we'll get on into all of that for the appreciation episode. But I, I just want to reiterate that we don't hate breeze. It's just unfortunate um, the circumstances that he had to come back and play, and felt like he had to come back and play um, for these last couple of years. So that's all I had um, for that. Once again, thank you all for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Stay.